it wasn't that outlandish. I just <clears throat> had a moment where I wasn't a 13-year-old. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> just one? It's just the one. Let's be real. I still laugh every time someone says duty. <laughs> At our events on Friday, the lady said do, do, but she paused very significantly between the two do's because I think she knew. I think she sensed something in the crowd and that something was me. And she, she just kind of wanted to she <laughs> take like, a while to squeeze it out. Do. I was like, she's going to fucking do it. She's going to fucking do it. And she's like, they do. <laughs> do that you know and i was like she did it <laughs> she didn't do it You guys should have seen me yesterday. I was just a fucking mess after this weekend of getting up so so early. Uh, watching like emotional carnage. I feel like that you experienced. You know, it, it's so it's weird to to. I don't think I've ever been so invested in a sporting event that I don't have a team in. Yeah, I've never uh, seen this side of you. It's really interesting. Like, I, I've seen you have some sport fandom before. That's fine. You know, I've seen you go hard for Steelers. That's great. I've never seen this side of David, the soccer fan side of David. It's because this only happens once every four years, and you guys aren't and, awake when I'm up watching Premier League games. And normally he like, keeps it to himself and hides it deep, deep down. <laughs> I so do. I'm honored. I, but then this... as, as a tennis fan, I totally understand all of it. Yeah, it's it's just entertaining. That's all. And this comes about, and uh, and people are like, "Hey, you think you could do this for me at work?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll uh, I'll have that done by this afternoon." And like, well, I'm actually heading out in like 30 minutes, and I'm like, I, I can't do it in the next 30 minutes. Like, it's only going <laughs> to take like five minutes. I'm like, I understand that. I can't do it in the next 30 minutes. <laughs> I have lots of things to do, and they're like, "Oh, well, okay. I didn't realize you were so busy." I'm like, just check the calendar. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm a little preoccupied right now, just so you're aware. Yeah, yeah. I have I have watched most of every single game so far, um, which is particularly impressive considering, again, the early hours and the commitment that I don't even have for another human being, <laughs> let alone a sport. Saturday was. Well, I definitely am more, much more likely to have it for a sport than another human being. Oh, a hundred percent, yes. But I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I still have not found my sport love. I mean, I love. I get up at like six a.m. for college game day. Yeah, exactly. That's. I mean, four a.m. When they're waking up, Jimmy Johnson and all that. Saturday was particularly rough because I got up at three, and then. I watched until two, and then we went to Tess's parents' place at six 
for Father's Day stuff. And we stayed there until 11. And then I got home, went to bed at 12, and woke up at 5 the next morning. And by like 6 o'clock yesterday, I, my brain was just jello. He can only speak in soccer terms when it comes to anything. So if you ever want him to get anything done, yeah. deploy arcane soccer verbiage and he'll be able to. When do you think that you can get that done for us? Well, we're going to have to recycle through the back. We'll come back up the other side and uh, cross it back in. Hopefully we'll be able to get it. I don't think that's going to be. We're, we're really going to need a couple of penalties so that we can extend our stoppage time on this. With a little bit of luck off of, uh, off of deflection, we just might be able to get that shipped in time. But it really depends we're... on if Barry from Finance is going to be a staunch defender or not. <laughs> we really need to work together on this. We need to do what? Sorry, we need to be united on this. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were going to have it done, but then Gary decided to take a dive and, well, got a yellow. Uh, see, it's just, it's always so hard. You can't get away with any clean action around here. No. Everything, everything just is, you can't take it for granted on a stage this big. Yeah, especially when there's somebody out there trying to moderate you. See? This is all we need to do to get David excited. Yeah, just speak in soccer terms and then just write them down. You guys can look up things afterwards, like who Matarazzi is. And trust me, that one's actually okay. worth that one's worth it. I thought he was an opera singer. Uh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but Matarazzi was. Uh, remember the remember Zidane's uh, or Zidane or however the fuck you say his name. Uh, Zidane. Zidane. Oh yeah, Zidane. 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 <laughs> <laughs> ziggada, ziggada, ziggada. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking Migos song. I was going to say more like the end of Spice Girls. Yeah. He's the <laughs> new Spice Girls. Uh, he he headbutted Matarazzi. Um, oh. But if you know anything about Matarazzi, which I know the two of you don't. <laughs> You will know, uh, you'll know the following video that I'm about to send you, called Matarasi the Killer. And you'll go, you'll go from shit. I wonder why Zan headbutted him to shit. I wonder what Matarasi did. Hmm. Right here. Oh, Matarasi is so my favorite song by Lady Gaga. Hmm. Matarazzi's my favorite model of sports car. I already love this because of the song. Oh my god, this is so 2007. Uh, yeah, actually, right, right around a little bit earlier, but like 2002, I think. Is he? Is is that his? Oh, ew! Oh, that's gross. Oh, so he's just mean. Yeah, don't don't worry. The the video builds. They start with the easy stuff, and then they get to uh, like the the middle toward the end Ooh. of the video is just fucking brutal. <clears throat> this was the player I aspired to be in high school. You aspired to just bleed from all around your eye. Uh no! Ooh, I, ow! I aspired to just go in at people like I'm gonna get to the fucking ball, and and you're like, not gonna stop me. Just cleats to the back of the fucking head yeah i mean like he was a little bit more gruesome than i was i did stuff like uh 
I went up for a header, realized I wasn't going to get it, so I just raised my knee into the guy's chest and took him out, like that kind of stuff. I can't tell you how many times I've gone out for a header and not gotten any. (laughs) It's really, really painful. No, painful would be if you could tell us how many times. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Like, Jay, stop with tallies. All right, I'll start telling you guys. I'm going to have time now. Um, so I, I mean, this, this guy is particularly great. Is this guy still playing? Who is this guy? Is he dead? Uh, he's not dead. He's a world cup champion, actually. Um, I have no idea what he's up to right now. Oh gosh. Marco Matarazzi. And then the next word was Portland. I wonder what he's doing in Portland. Um, he coached a team from 2014 to 2016. He's 44 right now, so I can't imagine that he's doing anything. Uh... He could play in the MLS. That's a good point. <laughs> um... I did see a really interesting MLS commercial when I was watching, um, I think it was Mexico, Germany. Uh, how it was like, I don't know, it, it was not a soccer commercial. It was weird. It was just like a guy walking. It could have been for anything. It could have been for like Coca-Cola or something, but it was like, MLS, like for all of us. I don't know. Something like it was just a really vanilla commercial. Uh so I don't know I'm not familiar with that one, but since we're on the topic of commercials, can I quickly air what is my least favorite part of the World Cup? Yes. And, and yes. I think I feel like we need to address this. It has nothing to do with soccer have you guys seen the volkswagen choose your team commercials yeah they're so bad i have not actually they're the fucking worst the title of it is literally jump on the wagon yeah and and then the belgium guy's like hey come be a belgium fan because we have the biggest edm festival and it's like oh that's a great reason not to be a belgium fan here you go kira watch this looks Watch them just be brutally racist for thirty seconds because all of these people I did, are all of these people are American actors. I did appreciate Iceland going. We, we come help us do the wave because we don't have enough people. That was just the most factually correct one. Oh my god! I'm just I'm fairly certain these Swiss people are American. Like all, I'm fairly certain all of these people are American actors because these accents are painful. Maybe the Brazilian girl's actually Brazilian, but that's about it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. You can't see her butt. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. You don't know how she goes out. Um, to your point, there's another shot where you can, and I rescind my prior suggestion that she might actually be Brazilian. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> exactly. I mean, that's something that I feel like Volkswagen is trying to play uh on the whole midwest i don't know they're trying really hard i mean i I see what you're doing like you're trying to give them the benefit of the doubt no i think it's really i think it's just brutally brutally whatever that is like fucking aggressive well it's not like they're not like shouting the n-word they're not like being like go back to your fucking country or something like that they're not separating children at the border you know stuff like that it, it's it's light racism because it's just stereotyping is all it is. 
Oh, I thought it was because it was white it's, people. It's, <laughs> it's, hyper, it's hyperbolic stereotyping, that's all. Yeah. It's just uncomfortable because why the fuck are you literally putting this on every single TV spot? The every question is, do they have break. other commercials? Or... Yeah, oh, there's, yeah, there's, there's more the of them. Too. There's more of them. Oh, God. That sounds like a hole that I do not have to go into. Yeah, you didn't see the Iceland one. Which is which is the the least offensive the, the, of all of them, but yeah, the Iceland one is funny. Yeah, but that's also the one with Belgium, so you know. But then there's also Wells Fargo has one with Landon Donovan where they go, uh, where they're like, "Hey, what what is that suspicious card activity to the Mexico national team store?" And then he pulls open like he's supporting Mexico. It's like fuck you, Landon. Like, oh wow! Yeah, didn't he like put Mexico oh, wait, on blast for like his, most of his career? Well, Mexico is that... Mexico is the largest rival to the U.S. team, and like people in the U.S. are like, "Look, you can have nothing to do with the Mexican national team and still not be racist." It's nothing against Mexico. It, like, like <clears throat> rooting for Mexico would be like me being like, "Oh, the Steelers aren't in the Super Bowl, so I'm going to root for the Bengals instead." Or the or the yeah, Ravens, but even, like. But even before, like he he used to say, like he used to like denounce the Mexican team and like talk about how they played dirty and all this, and now all of a sudden he's coming out and be like, support Mexico. It's like, dude, pick, you know. I mean, he, yeah. Pick I, your stance. I don't remember. I don't remember those that those specific uh, comments. It would not surprise me if they existed. It it's just it's just it's like when when. Uh, James Harrison got dropped by the Steelers and the first team he went and interviewed with was the Ravens. I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, I know you're trying to keep your career together, but you can find somebody else. They weren't literally the only team to call you. They were the team that played him the most, though, and saw the most out of him. <sighs> it still made me angry, but... <clears throat> yeah. I mean... I'm right there with Richard Sherman, but I I still say good for him for doing his thing. Yeah, I mean, fuck the Niners, but I think know, it's it's I a mean, business. It's definitely, obviously, more of an issue when it's a sport that is so divisive. Like and, NBA, I yeah. mean, the worst was like KD to the Warriors from the Thunder, but that is because it created such a like league wide thing. Yeah, well, and, um, but and that's also like, not unprecedented. I don't understand why, like. People have always made super teams. Oh yeah. And to you know, like, oh, KD is the worst for doing it. It's like, well, what about the Lakers or the Celtics? <laughs> well, get over it eventually. But to your point, everybody about... talks about how great Shaq and Kobe are great together, but it's because they brought Shaq over because they were willing to pay him eighteen thousand million dollars. But what I think your point about um, what do you about? Harrison Sherman actually points out that that makes a difference is the fact that when both of those players went are going and went to a different team, they had an opportunity to keep playing. Whereas Landon Donovan is literally doing this because he got a sponsorship deal <laughs> oh, with yeah. Wells Fargo. Absolutely, it, it's a, it's such blatant selling out. Yeah, That's which you know, if I was in his position, I'd sell out too. But it's not like he made a lifetime amount of money. Uh, Playing in the MLS. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he kind of did actually. There's anybody who did. It was Landon Donovan. Yeah, that's that's the thing. His okay. His reported 
estimated net worth as of 11 hours ago is between 10 and 12 million dollars. Yes. So not he, exactly the best for a professional athlete. But he never has to work again. Depending I mean, on how he lives. Up. Yeah, I mean, totally. Okay, well, that's that's his own fucking fault then if he ever has to work again. <laughs> yeah, but you can say that about Lennon. anybody who's got who's got money. Is was this? And I will. Twelve to thirteen. Of any variety. Like you can say the same thing about somebody who got a hundred thousand dollars. You know, <clears> you, you can live the rest of your life off of a hundred thousand dollars, not the way you want to live. You're going to want to get more money and go better, but. Yeah, but you was this before or after his Wells Fargo deal? This uh, was as of eleven hours ago. So maybe that was after, and maybe he was only at like sixty thousand. But then Wells Fargo was like, "We will pay you twelve million dollars, X Y Z, to do this," and then all of a yeah. sudden, bam. Also, ten to twelve million dollars is definitely not enough to live the rest of your life, especially if you've ever lived in the lap of luxury. Uh, yes, can confirm. Yeah. I am such a luxurious individual. It is so easy to blow through that, that amount of money. Well, Do you like yachts? It ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, uh, welcome to the Completely Unprepared Podcast. My name is David, and somehow I ended up being the one not defending people with lots of money. <laughs> yeah, because we're... Because we were defending that he should still work. Because he's 44 and only has $10 million. It's not enough to substantiate for the rest of ever. Uh, I think it's enough to substantiate not selling out. Okay. I think it depends so on, like, selling out, though. Like, yes, okay, USA to Mexico is, like, disgusting. But it's not like he went on, right? Maybe that was their point. Maybe the joke was, ha, ha, ha. With this card, even Landon Donovan can afford to be a fan of his rival. Like that'd be that'd be a great commercial. Serious. Speaking as someone who has not seen this commercial. Yeah, I wonder if that's the way the commercial was trying to be presented, and I watched it a different way. Nope. I think I think the other person. There's been a lot of outrage about that. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I think, like a soccer fan standpoint, that it's like fucking dumb. And that there's no way that you like because somebody should have run that by a much yeah. more focused focus group than like random people. Because like now that now that I think about it, I think I did see this commercial and I didn't even recognize that it was Landon Donovan. So yeah. it's like you're a very casual soccer fan, aka myself. Um, it's like funny and haha. Oh, this random white dude used to be an American fan, but now he's moving from Mexico. I'm rooting for Costa Rica because the United States aren't in it either. So, ha, ha, ha. But if you have, like, that deep knowledge of the game, it's probably like, fuck you, Landon Donovan. You mean nothing to us anymore. And then he's just going to go home and cry over his $12 million. Well, and, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, over all of it, just laid out on the bed. But <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't see it and then go, like, oh, fuck you, Landon Donovan. Fuck, I just went... Yeah, you're selling out. Like that's what you're doing right now. Because I don't, I don't have this massive problem with the Mexican national team. I was rooting for them against Germany, even though I have um, Germany in our pool. But I don't. They're not the team that I'm rooting for in the tournament. And if they win, I'll be like, all right. I won't be like excited, ecstatic. Like that's the team I was rooting for. Well, 
<clears throat> there goes my entire perception of your fandom. Uh, well, down <laughs> down the drain. No, I'm I'm rooting for Portugal. That's right. Yeah, which uh, not an easy start for your team. What are you talking about? The, the draw. Yeah, against the team that was going to be their hardest matchup of the group. Yeah, so not not an easy way to kick things off. Now, when you take a draw against the hardest team in your group, it's not a terrible thing because you know that you've got two easier games to come. If you can pop out two wins against them, you're set up pretty nicely. Two wins and a draw usually gets you through. In fact, I think always it gets you through. Yeah, yeah but isn't Morocco kind of a trap team? Um, I think they're more of a classic kind of rap style, like old school hip hop. They're not really big on the new trap shit. Lots of lots of beads oh. inside of gourds. Well, <laughs> well, I think it's Tunisia anyway. No, they're, no, nobody. They're more of the trap team. No, we got it. We got okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we're trying to spare you, but that's here good. we are. That's fine. Nah, keep that's it going. Fine. Keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> when do we ever spare me? I double down. <laughs> See, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I have paid so much more attention to these matches than I mean, like I probably would have paid. Okay, maybe not so much more attention, but a decent amount, thanks to David's passion. Hey. Oh yeah, I I, I am co- I'm exclusively coasting off of David David's interest in soccer this entire World Cup. And, I would not watch until at the very most the finals, and even then, I probably wouldn't watch very much of it. And to be honest, I've been David's sparing passion. you guys. I've been com- entirely more amped than I have been letting on. I just. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I don't want you guys to be hiding all of my text alerts, but oh, that will never happen. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we we spam that group text so much. Everyone except for Kira. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, at this point, it's just gonna. Well, Kira, Kira does really. the nice. Kira does the great thing. We're like, we're just talking sports, 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 and then she goes. By the way, they're separating children at the border, and we're like, ah, oh, shit. You're right. Real life is still <laughs> happening. <laughs> down in brownsville texas but no i mean like this game today with with tunisia and england like running through that that analysis that I, i sent to you guys about playing their three backs and stuff then i'm watching the game and i'm like watching how they're playing it and and against a better team maybe maybe it's going to be more of a problem like like i feel like i think i might have said this but i feel like brazil is going to somebody who plays like brazil does um plays like what's another team who plays like that um uh, portugal the way portugal <laughs> plays getting wide and, and coming down like especially if portugal if portugal is playing charisma instead of uh, i forget who he came in for um, Wait, they have a guy named Charisma. Charisma, Ricardo Charisma. Um, because that's the, that's the best name to have ever. Q U E R E S M A. Oh, what the fuck? Charisma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just 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 wait till you see oh, what he looks well. like. Um, this is charismatic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he um. But teams like that that can get wide, I think, are going to be a much hey. a much bigger <laughs> <laughs> a much bigger problem for uh, England because what they what they did today was 
they were able to just hit combinations through the middle, and then they came with Ashley Young and Trippier up through the up through the outside. Um, but those two, those two were able to come forward more because there wasn't as much of a threat of of Tunisia being able to quickly come back the other way. If they're playing against a team that has that threat, they're going to have to hang back a little bit more. Otherwise, they're going to get caught out of position. And so you're going to have a lot less support on the outsides, England will. Um, Mm. And so all of those little passes and outlets that you were seeing where they're able to just kind of quickly get out of bad situations, it's not going to be there as much. They're going to have to play. um, They're going to, oh gosh, it's a triple triple extension song. I didn't realize that. Um, oh, ow. <laughs> oh, too soon, too soon. Just kidding. Fuck triple extension. Not soon enough. Not soon enough. Yeah. I'm muting yeah. this so that he doesn't get the playback playwrights. <laughs> he won't Headphones anyways. recommended. No, fuck you. Um, oh, he cute. As I said, wait till you see what he looks like. <laughs> he tatted up. He plays swaggy as hell. Um... Yeah, so I think I think some of these teams that can do that uh, are going to be like even Mexico. The way Mexico is playing are just going to be nightmares for for England. I mean, I think England. I think they're 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 good enough uh, to play with any of these these teams. Um, I just worry that they're going to be too inexperienced to be able to hold it for you know, four games or something like that. Oh man, he I is. can hold it for four games. I mean, he's called it for a while, so. (laughs) This is actually really fun to watch. I'm like. He's an exciting player. Um, Wow. That little thing where he kicks it around behind is like I spent. I spent way too long trying to learn how to do that where my friends were like, just use your left foot. I'm like, well, I can already use my left foot. I want to learn how to do this. I let him charisma all over my face. Oh, Damn, he, look at that. He'd do it in a trick style. Yeah. <laughs> Make you think it was going the other way. I really hope my mother doesn't listen to this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at him tapping from the back like that. Eight minutes. I'm going to have to hop off this podcast real quick. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but. Damn, I wish so there is no there's no list of like funny like player names. Cause you know how normally like in the draft, like for NFL draft, you have like funniest names from the NFL draft. Yeah. Um I this think is part all... of that is because like they're all funny. Like yeah. Ricardo Caresma, there's Digibrel Cisse, there's um Zidane Zidane. Yeah, you've got you've got a bunch of ones like uh, like Verratti and Mandzukic and uh, <laughs> Nemanja Matic and uh, Romelu Lukaku. And, <laughs> That's one of Jay's favorites. And uh, I, I do love saying Lukaku. You Lukaku. Make sure to keep keep it clean in the uh, Deli Alley. Hell yeah! Deli Alley. Deli Alley. <clears throat> so they're, they're all just kind of silly sounding to Harry some Kane. degree. Yeah, yeah. Be careful of the Harry Kane. You don't want it to 
you know, bend too much. Harry Kane. Damn. Got uh, a Harry Kane. I mean, Jamie Carragher was one. Uh, Ronaldinho, I've got to think, is a, a pretty funny name. Oh, oh, really, a lot of the Inos, like Firmino and Coutinho. It's like that Mexican restaurant for like the food chains are like Filiberto's, Alberto's, like Hiberto's. Yeah. Uh, and they always are like open until 2 a.m. and they're everything that you need when you need drunk food. That was like all across Tempe when I was in college. <laughs> like, you just be drunk in the back seat of the taxi and they'd be like, Where do you want to go? And you'd be like, Bertos. And they'd be like, Which one? And you're like, I don't know any of them. Just take me to a Bertos. <laughs> That's like the Inos of soccer. Which one do you want? I don't know. Just give me any of them. That's what English <laughs> managers are saying. <laughs> Which one do you want to transfer? Any of the Inos. Get it to the Italians. I remember actually that actually happened to me. Where no, I, does, does anyone remember that movie, Kicking and Screaming? No. no. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I do actually. Their um, entire they they brought in two Italian kids who were really good, and their entire game plan was get it to the Italians. It's a good game plan. So I feel like David will probably appreciate this more, but now I'm in this hole of funniest fantasy soccer team names from the World Cup. Fantasy soccer um, team, okay. One of them is Gilfie usually... Pleasures. Gilfie. Okay. Like a player. Um, the Zarate Kid. The Zarate Kid. Mm. Bakuna Matata. That's funny. The one that I liked was... Uh, this is a very PG site that you're on. There's, there's a player I named... I know, I'm uh, kind of disappointed. There's a player named Shakiri. <laughs> so every time he'd get the ball, I'd go, Shakiri, Shakiri. <laughs> Uh, this is not maybe super PG, but this one just is Dirty Sanchez. <clears throat> There's a couple Sanchez's, specifically There's Alexi, but he's not playing in the tournament because he plays for Chile and they missed the tournament. Is there really a player <laughs> named Shaka Laka? Uh, there's a there's a player named Shaka, but with an X H A K A. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, so Shaka. Oh, that's why they say Boom Shaka Laka because yep. it's Shaka. There's also a player <laughs> named uh, Chavi, but his name is spelled X-A-V-I. Um, I don't think he's still playing with the national team. But There's Benteke <laughs> Fried Chicken. Yeah, which... that's, a, that's a name of a player. Uh, There's also Sly Dembele. I don't yeah, know. I just found out that weird. apparently Chris Hardwick is a piece of shit, so I, I don't know anything anymore because I thought oh, that yeah. was a delightful individual. Yeah, I did not click on that link because it was really awkward because when I got it, I was in the very front of a room at a work event with like a lot of people behind me that could probably see my phone. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, see, I was in the cubicle and I was like, if that's the preview, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to see yeah. what's on the inside. I don't really know too much about Chris Hardwick or whatever. I just kind of knew him from uh, <clears throat> being a nerd. That one from the one show and he always seemed all right i mean like i didn't hate him as a host he, he sometimes seemed like he was kissing up a little bit but i was like oh whatever it's, it's i didn't realize how much of a sycophant he was to celebrities and then how horrible of a person he was to women see i listened to his podcast for years um yeah, yeah. i've always followed him on nerdist <clears throat> yeah and i and i really liked it um 
and I still, but it's like, it's like when you find out that like, what's his name? I'm spacing on the name. Oh, Spacey, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. You can't tell me that wasn't planned. <laughs> no, it wasn't. When I found oh, out about you. him, I was like, shit. I can't. You know, like, like there's some people like you hear they did, and you're like, no, come on. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can't, I can't say that I don't see that being possible. I think you know, that's the, same the worst way, thing about all of this is that you can't see it. You can't see none of it not being possible. That's the thing with Chris Hardwick. Yeah. I'm like, I, you know, I like the guy's product, but. I can't say that I don't see that being possible. Same way I felt with, um, you know, Danny Masterson and some of these, you know, some of these names that we've heard coming out and stuff. Like, like Harvey Weinstein comes out, and you're like, "Who the fuck is Harvey Weinstein?" And you see a picture, and you're like, "Well, duh." But like, yeah. some of Morgan these come Freeman. out that you're like, yeah, "Morgan Freeman's comes out," and I go, "Maybe there's a misunderstanding," but I didn't read very deeply into that one. That but. must, please, please. Okay, I really request that you take this next part out because I really don't need this to be out on the internet. But that's got to be the most like audibly appealing sexual harassment that's ever existed. <laughs> Can you imagine hearing Morgan Freeman's voice saying <laughs> rapey things? That, that's got you. Got to be like. There's got to be at least a moment where you're like. Oh, that was beautiful. <clears throat> like, I know he just said that he wants to put his finger in my butt, and that's terrible, but it sounded so pretty. It'd be I like, kind of want to do it. It'd be like getting the shit kicked out of you by Chuck Liddell. You're like, oh my God, the technique. <laughs> <laughs> that's a name I haven't heard in a while, Chuck Liddell. Yeah, that is an incredible throwback. Um, I'm here with it. From the past See week. now? Now it's one of those things like, I don't know. I feel like emotionally I would be so conflicted if I heard Morgan Freeman saying these certain things. <laughs> I know, right? I like, because most of you would be like, oh my God, this is terrible. I don't want this to be happening. Why is this happening? All that. But like a small part of you is like, keep going. <laughs> that, was really, like, that was really pretty. You're, you're like, this is so, <laughs> this is so fucked up. Why is he doing this? Five minutes later, when are we getting to another narrating scene? Yeah. I and swear I to God, Ashley Kutcher is about to pop out of a corner somewhere. <laughs> Punked, bitch. <laughs> oh. Oh, throwbacks. Hey, on you know, on the bright side, we're gonna see some new faces in media. <clears throat> this is true. Hopefully, some of them women. Well, uh, it's not gonna happen ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> As long as they're white women, okay? Oh, I swear, every time I see a woman on like ESPN or something, every time I'm like, wow, I can't believe how knowledgeable she is about this. I'm like, 
whoa, that was really sexist on my part. <laughs> just presume that she doesn't know what? the sport because I, I know this thing, this thing uh, about Patrice Ezra, Evra or whatever, who's a soccer commentator, and he was on a match with some girl, and he was like overtly like oh, no. clapping and applauding her performance. Oh no. Like, I know, I know who Evra is. That's so unfortunate. He used to play for France, right? Yeah, as well as Manchester United. He was, he, uh, he made a big deal because the British fans were being racist toward him, which apparently a lot about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. He, uh, I think they referred to him as the monkey man. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think they actually did that. That's just me being terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That is... (laughs) I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. There are are clubs in Europe that throw bananas onto the field when black players come to the field, so... That's somehow not surprising. It shouldn't be surprising. (sighs) People... So yeah, thanks, Patrice Evra. Yeah, uh, to to your point though, Jay. When when I hear when I hear, like, oh, this is the first female announcer on X program, or oh, this is the, you know, this is a candidate to be a woman's coach of a men's team, or you know, whatever the, those kind of things that you you hear about. The first thing I do is I look them up and see if it confirms my initial thought, which is this person must have been an expert, an absolute expert at their sport. And I look it up oh, yeah. and it goes, oh, Allie Wagner. Yep. 131 uh, appearances on the women's national team or, or whatever the number was. And it's like, yep, see, they put her there. And then I stop. Oh, and yeah, I think, it's you know, so much harder for them to get that job. Because even, even <clears> if the network isn't necessarily sexist, so many of their viewers are inherently sexist and they're going to turn off the minute she says anything wrong, like even remotely wrong. Absolutely. And then I stop and I think, and I go, God damn it. Will Kane has an analyst job. (laughs) They're they're putting these, them through these many hoops and that motherfucker has an analyst job. Stephen A. Smith and and Skip Bayless and Skip Bayless. you know Shannon Sharp was a great player, Shannon but Sharp. the guy talks like he has peanut butter in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, and, and they they're so intentionally divisive, just to to be that guy. But it's just well, annoying. Just Him script. and Skip both. That's, that's just the script. Uh, I mean, I know, but <clears throat> it's just annoying. Like, why can't you guys just talk candidly? Why do you have to be these? polarized characters for ratings. It's like, I would much rather hear what Shannon Sharp has to say. I understand kind of why Skip Bayless does it because he doesn't know shit about the sport. So the only thing he can be is polarizing, I guess. And, but, well, and when, and when Skip Bayless leaves and goes to Fox Sports 1, they bring in Max Kellerman, who like, I mean, like, I don't really have anything against Max, like, as far as ESPN, the same thing. but it is the exact same thing. They had, they had a chance to say, oh, they're taking him to do what we're doing. Let's do the next thing. 
instead yeah. of having bringing in yes. a skip like character, let's yeah. let's put Carrie Champion. Miss Carter. Oh, Carrie okay. Champion. Yep. Let's put her Carrie in that Campion. other whatever her name is. You know who I'm talking about. Did I mess up her yeah, name? Yeah. No, I did. Okay. I was laughing at myself. Okay. Uh, put her in the other seat and let's have her and Stephen A. Smith Chris run, that, run that morning show. Oh, not Stephen A. Screw Stephen A. He, well, he was already there. He wasn't just going to lose his job because Skip decided to go somewhere else. But if you took him and Carrie I should. and had them arguing back and forth, I think that would be nine times more interesting than him and Max Kellerman. Oh, yeah. Easily. Because him and Max just try to one-up each other on who can say the most outlandish thing. Like, it's not even sports analysis, you know, sports analysis. It's not even, they're barely even talking about the game. They're just saying, who can be the most insane out with what they say to get ratings? That's all it is. Yeah, like, like one of my, uh, one of my favorite uh, people on, on ESPN is that uh, Kate Fagan girl. Is that her name? Remember. Kate Fagan? Or is it Kay Fagan or something? I don't know. I just... Katie Nolan? No, she's Fox Sports. Hold on. Kate Fagan, you're right. Okay, yeah, because every time I look at her, See, I'm I like... I never even watch it anymore, so... I was like, that's just bait yeah, having exactly. that last name. Fagan? Oh, kind of. Okay. I see where you're getting at. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't want to elaborate. <laughs> I had, do, I had to do some gymnastics to figure it out, but it's, now it's, it's getting it out. out. Don't worry about it.
So, who watched World Cup this week? Uh, like most most of the world. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Not as many people in the U.S. though. Well, that's because you know we got like Canadian football to watch. Oh yes, CFL of course. Got to see if Manzel's gonna make a return. No, nah, he's got Vernon Adams ahead of him. Are they on the same team? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Vernon Adams, Bryant Moniz, uh, Johnny Manziel. Who else? There's one more. Damn, that team is stacked with has-beens. Their, their coach is the coach of uh, Colt Brennan. From, from Hawaii, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and their the other quarterback is Jeremiah Masoli. <laughs> Jesus, way to go, Hamilton, Hamilton Bearcats. Let's just get everyone together. Well, uh... it's all the guys that couldn't be better than they weren't better than Marcus Mariota. Jeremiah Masoli played with Mar. Oh wow, actually, I just realized. So Jeremiah Masoli played with Mariota back when they were in high school, and then they were on the same team in college. Um, Johnny Manziel couldn't beat him for the Heisman, and he like, well, he, he beat him the first year. But uh, Johnny Manziel, sorry, not the Heisman. What happened was Johnny Manziel was supposed to come to Oregon, and then uh, he saw that Marcus Mariota was going to uh, Oregon, and mysteriously switched to Texas A&M. So he couldn't beat Marcus Mariota, and then. Um, Vernon Adams Jr. was the uh, the predecessor to Mariota after transferring over from Eastern. So it's kind of like how Nick Saban has his coaching tree. Yeah, Mariota has his QB tree all in Hamilton. The six degrees of separation of Marcus Mariota. <laughs> I wish my degree was only one. <laughs> Wifey. <clears throat> Granted, Jay, I, uh, Jay would be Mariota's wifey if he could. That's true. I did I did meet him once or twice when we were, when we were on campus. Um, but my favorite was one time uh, I was at Hawaiian Time, which is like the little local Hawaiian food place in Oregon. And uh, like I'm, I finished ordering my food and waiting for my food. And I turn around and I see him walk in. And I'm like, oh my god, it's fucking Marcus Mariota. And I look down at my shirt, and like, literally, covering the entire front of my shirt, it says Ma Re O with a big Oregon O Ta. And like, it's my entire shirt. I'm just looking like, hey, hey, what's going on, brother? <laughs> you on the sh- did he like yeah. give you an acknowledgement, like a head nod, like a sup? He he did. He he absolutely. Did. He gave me like a little smile and a little nod. Like, oh my god. This is the best moment of my life. <laughs> never washing this <sighs> hand. <laughs> I'm never taking this t-shirt off. Honey, why are you wearing that t-shirt underneath your tuxedo for our wedding? <laughs> if you don't know me by now. Good <laughs> 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 song. Oh. So I made a mistake today. Uh, 
I had money on Uruguay winning the uh, winning Group A. And no, winning Group A. And they did win Group A. It was great. And so I immediately turned around and put all of that money on Portugal to win by one goal. Uh oh. Well, and it's gone. (laughs) Yep. Your money got lost in, in VAR. It, my money got lo- my money got lost in Cristiano Ronaldo missing a free kick or a PK. Yep. I mean, of all the people that you would think would be reliable, right? Yeah, he's usually he's about as automatic as they come. But granted, it was a decently taken PK. The the keeper just made a great play on it. The keeper Ooh, also kind of looked like I mean, the keeper also kind of looked like he was off his line before. But yeah, I'm not. That that happens plenty of times and nobody calls it. I'm not gonna bitch about it. <clears throat> um, just gonna stew about it. Yeah, but here's the thing though: is like, so I ended up losing that, but because they tied, it, it like if if Portugal had won, then they would have taken the group lead, and then my parlay, which is worth more, would have failed. So it was kind of a win-win. I was hoping that both of those things were going to pan out, but in in this case, it ended up just being one of them. So Belgium wins their group. I will turn $10 into 50 Nice. Let's go Belgium. Whoop, whoop. They're playing England. They have the, they have the world's largest electronic dance festival. Yeah. I don't <laughs> No. Have you not heard that commercial a thousand times yet? Yeah, I I've had enough of that commercial. <laughs> I've had I've had enough of I've had enough of Landon Donovan and Thomas Middleditch at halftime. Like, well, that's the end of the first half. Yep, and this wow, you're really good at kicking the ball, man. You should be out there. It's, oh, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> so stupid. The whole thing is supposed to be middle ditch, like pretending that oh he doesn't know that Landon Donovan was a famous soccer player. But you know what? I would expect Thomas Middleditch to not know that. It's not that funny. Yeah, because how would Thomas Middleditch know? He was Loki for God's sakes. No, what? He was Kira chuckled. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Oh, I yeah. The close enough name. Yeah, see, I didn't. I didn't do the. I didn't do the superhero movies. <laughs> the mental gymnastics that it took to get there. That too. <laughs> Direct guidelines. Can you guys hear me? Uh, uh, kind of. Kind of. Okay. It sounds like you're speaking through one of those, like... Um, it sounds like you tied a string into a can and you're yelling that, that into That's exactly what I was thinking. It sounds, that's what you guys sound like now, too. No, I, I'm trying to borrow Alex's um, <laughs> headphones so that your guys' dulcet tones don't fill up our entire apartment and make her question my entire sanity. Hey, well, um, you know, on the other hand, like, at least the tin cans are working two ways. That's true. <laughs> yeah, this is unpre- <laughs> unprecedented technology here. No, we're trying. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so we were talking about Loki. Um, yeah, of. he's been commentating the game with uh, some other guy, Landon Donovan. 
You know, so I walked into this um, a store the other day to buy a T-shirt, and I actually um, they had the World Cup on, but it was the Telemundo broadcast, and that was the first Telemundo broadcast yeah. I watched. And um, wait, like in general, understood. or just of uh, of this World Cup? Of this World Cup, and like I've watched okay. Telemundo soccer before. Yeah. Uh, but holy shit, they're all they they all have to be like coked out of their brains. Oh yeah, it's so much better. Anytime there's a goal, anytime there's a goal, <laughs> it's just so much fun. It's like how the Germany one, because that was the one that I saw. At yeah, the yeah. Was Chucky, Chucky Lozano. <laughs> oh my gosh! Which also, can we talk about that for a few seconds? Like, how the fuck does that happen? Um, uh, Germany came out flat, fairly disorganized. Mexico actually had a game plan on what they were doing, and. Uh, Everyone's been no, sleeping well, in Mexico. Mean, like, the Sweden one. The... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I went back too far in time. Um, yeah, basically yeah, Sweden talking... had a 28-3 to lead and somehow still lost it. How oh. embarrassing. Like they blew a 3-1 lead in the finals. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't going to say it. Yeah, well, I'm entitled to say it because that's my team. I feel you. It's okay yeah. if I say it. Nobody else can say it. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's our tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> Only we're allowed to own that as fans. It's definitely been an impressive World Cup. I've, uh, my, my least favorite thing has been VAR, um, the video assist referee. Um, yeah. I think that they were doing really well for a while. And then there was, I think it was Harry Kane against Tunisia that they didn't review. And it was like, whoa, how is that one not reviewed when everything else that we've seen is? And then you just started to see one after another of these questionable uh, video assists. Yeah. Uh, and, and well, then it, there was one time that didn't the ref like even reject the VAR? I didn't catch that. If that happened, that's crazy. Um, there was there was one today though, where they called him over to look at it. He took like it's right at the end of the Portugal game. He took like three minutes to even decide to go look at it. Then he's looking at it for like two or three minutes, and then just decides to give Ronaldo a yellow card on a play that absolutely couldn't be a yellow card, because if you make contact with the face away from the ball, it's supposed to be a straight red. And or it was negligent contact, but instead he gave him a yellow, which is a nice way of saying we're not going to kick you out of the game because you're fucking Ronaldo. But that <laughs> yeah. should have been a foul. Like you couldn't be any more transparent, and they took forever to make the decision. Wow. The just going going back for a second. The one I was thinking of was um, the it wasn't that he rejected the VAR; it's that he didn't send the Sweden. Uh, the Sweden won against Germany. Berg. Uh, he didn't send a yeah. He didn't send a blatant penalty uh, to VAR. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like if you're gonna have the system and you've got a group of people there, get it right. Like like we're all yeah. for it with the system when you get it right. When you don't get it right, we call the system into question. Which is why in the beginning when we were talking about before the term even started, when we were talking about fixing it, I said VAR is where you would go to fix it. You wouldn't pay the are refs. We talking you'd about, pay the VAR. Are we talking about soccer penalties, or are we talking about Obamacare? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
<laughs> if you have the system in place, make it good enough to where it works, and then we won't question it. I feel like this could go both ways. It, it, it could. It could. Anyway, but no, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> you just you have to put, um, again, whether we're talking about VAR or Obamacare, it, you, there has to be confidence in the system for everybody to buy in. See? <laughs> oh, See, sports are life. <laughs> That's really the only point we're making on this podcast. Taking 30 some episodes to get to it, but this is the culminating uh, idea. Sports are <laughs> yeah. life. After 30 some odd podcasts, we finally came to the conclusion that ball is life. Congratulations. <laughs> we apologize for anybody who expected us to wrap up No Estate. This is where it ends. <laughs> Good run, y'all. Objective has been completed. Whether it's team or whatever accomplished, I don't even know. Um, I mean, so, okay, they, they, they've had video assists in the past, though, for soccer, right? Like, this is not the, it's the first, first time. First time in a World Cup. Oh. Yeah. They had goal they line technology. They started doing it, like, two years ago? It, four years ago, they started doing goal line technology, so they would be able to actually know if the ball crossed the line or not on goals. And okay, everybody was everybody was pretty down with that one. They're like, that makes sense. Uh, and how then how they come brought, you don't just have like a goal, uh, like a camera pointed like straight at the goal at a 90 degree angle? Um, Why did we have to wait till 2014 for that one? Jay, I am not involved in FIFA. I do not know why that was <laughs> okay. a difficult thing to do, but believe it or not, I heard that it required a fuck ton of work and money. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I like, understand. I'm not saying like a super complex system had to be there forever. Just there, you know, a, a camera 90 degrees perpendicular to the not even, if, to I, the if, goal. I, if I remember correctly, like like they installed like fancy schmancy sensors on all the goals and shit like well yeah and i think it's also probably like you have to about it from like the stupid money making point of view of okay well we need a camera company and we need to think about the sponsorships and we need to think about you know can we go with this camera company oh wait like all of our official airlines use x company like it's i don't even know how it can work but yeah, but couldn't they just technically use uh, whoever whoever's broadcasting their cameras? I guess. Oh. I guess not, because there's so many. Because there'd be so many broadcasting contracts, you know, for each. Company. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, a, yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah. But they so they did that the goal line four years ago, and then they started rolling out video assist referee. Um across various leagues i believe i believe it's in the premier league i think it's in like most of the european leagues as well as i shouldn't say yeah, most. No, most, of the, has it. most of the top european leagues rather um i think it's an mls as well um but champions league has specifically come out and said they do not want it um wow they, and they have no intentions of ever adding it Racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck you, Champions League. We're never, we're never gonna give you our fancy, cool technology, bitch. Yeah, you don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> nobody likes you anyway. I don't think they care. They're, they're <laughs> like, they're the top yearly tournament in the world. So, 
Not for long. I think they're fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my last tournament in the world. Not, not after completely unprepared pulls their plug for them. Um, We're now boycotting I mean, Champions League. Take that. Honestly, though, like no, I get it because from that perspective, like from what you're telling me about this being the first year it's implemented in the World Cup, like it sounds like it's much more subjective than the system was meant to be. Yeah, it's it's much more. Um, so I think it's it's a combination of the fact that like soccer is already fairly subjective. So like one of the plays today that got reviewed was somebody headed the ball into another person's arm, and then that got called a uh, that got called a penalty uh, inside the box, and so it became a a penalty kick. And people are like, okay, but if if you saw that in real time, you wouldn't have necessarily called it a penalty you it would have just said okay yeah like the guy headed it into his arm there's nothing he can do to move his arm out of the way he wasn't trying to obstruct the play typically they let stuff like that go the only times that they don't is when your arm is in an unnatural position or if it makes significant uh a significant impact in the path of the ball so if it's going toward net and it hits your arm pretty much going to be a handball uh, if it's being passed to a wide open player, hits your arm, probably going to be a handball. But in this case, the ball was just being headed down toward the ground and it didn't really look like it was going to anybody. And they still called it a handball with no, with no VAR. There's no penalty there. And the entire game is different. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Well, your argument makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there, there've been several of these cases where it's like, if you didn't have this video assist, the game would be different. And now whether or not the game becomes better or worse, it, it becomes different. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it like, that's the thing is it's going to be one of those things where either they use it in or lose it. <laughs> Well, I don't. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, in, what was the one? Um, I think it was in hockey. A really long time ago, they used to have some technology that, like, superimposed something or another. Um, oh no, it was the puck tracker. It was a puck tracker in like the NHL playoffs that ESPN debuted, like during one of the Stanley Cup final playoffs, like back in the early early 2000s or like late 90s or something like that yeah it had like and, a little tail basically yeah and they ended up just like scrapping it the next couple of years because it turned out to be way too obtrusive but that's like more of a tech thing i think that yeah. soccer probably feels very obligated to have something like an immediate like replay assist program because so many other sports are adopting it well, so, like, part of soccer history is, like, Diego Maradona scored a goal with his hand, and anybody who watches the goal sees that it was with his hand, and nobody understands why the ref didn't see it or didn't call it or whatever it was. And they want to do they want to do away with stuff like that. But, like, that changes the history of soccer. I mean, if that call gets, gets called as a handball and doesn't go in, that completely changes the history of soccer for Argentina. And it's... I'm, what you mean, like the history, as far as I mean, like World Cup, or like it's 
go like it would be retroactively applied and they would take away any no 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 no, not retroactively applied but like if that had if that play had been called correctly the entire you know the, the they the wouldn't six, have won their title they wouldn't have necessarily yeah. won their title i forget if it was a if it was a uh if that was the difference goal but but the, but regardless the game gets played differently yeah yeah it's like if you know, Marshawn Lynch had gotten the ball and punched it in on the on the two yard line. Yeah, it just that yeah. changes the history of the Seahawks. The Seahawks are back to back Super Bowl champions and go down in an entirely different way than by not having that happen. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but with Marsh with Marshawn Lynch, sorry, Jay, it wasn't that prohibited him, right? No, yeah. I it was a play. I'm, a, I'm not going to get into that one because I I'll sit here and defend to the death Daryl Bevel and all kinds of people. Uh, Welcome but, to completely unprepared. This episode lasts for 17 years. <laughs> I, I have this argument on a regular basis because Seahawks fans are fucking stupid. Yeah, man. Can't engage. Can't engage. Yep. You argue for Marshawn Lynch should have gone into it, or no? I I just I would say that it wasn't a terrible. It wasn't the terrible play call that everyone made it out to be, because you know he he throws the ball low. You know it's a you have an extra timeout if you need it. You've got an extra two plays because obviously you're going to go for it on fourth. It's second down. It's the goal line, so you, you're fine. You got a timeout. You got 20 seconds. You have time to run an extra play. Everyone in the world is expecting a run, including the defense most likely, which apparently they weren't. But in general, you would assume that. <laughs> so you try to catch him off guard while you have numerous steps. The only way that that can go badly is if somehow the throw goes so bad and the defensive player is able to magically get in front of the ball it, which it just happened to be the case. But no one talks about the fact that the Seahawks went with eight minutes left in the game, had a 10-point lead with the number one defense in the entire league. No one talks about that. What about that? What about the fact that before that, there were two drives that were three and outs? You know, there's so much more to that game. And to just say, oh, it's because of this one play. No, it, it was absolutely not. If you're gonna and if you're gonna blame somebody on that play, see, I told you, don't get me started on this because I'll keep going. No, I think you're if, right. If you, I mean, yeah, but I if you're gonna blame somebody know, on like, that play, don't blame Bevel. If you're gonna blame anybody, blame Ricardo Lockett, who w- didn't who didn't reach out for that pass at all. He tried to catch it directly at his chest. It's like you need to make sure to get between the defender and the ball, no matter what, and you need to reach for that ball. I'm not blaming Ricardo Lockett. But to you know say oh it's because Devil made this or <laughs> Devil Daryl Bevel made this <laughs> terrible play call, uh, you know it's it's, just, it's like no there's so much more to it than just say it's too easy to just go oh it was one bad play call that lost the Super Bowl no it it was accumulation of so many other things. So I think with what you're saying there, that's why this Argentina VAR thing is such a unique instance because like. With, I mean, we saw it with the Germany-Sweden game. I mean, like, 
it literally comes down to like so many things that I think are beyond control. Like with the with that game with the Seahawks, like again, it was a combination oh, yeah. of other decisions. And like with the soccer thing, like if they're gonna change that ruling, like it's nothing that the players or the coaching or anybody coaches or anybody could have done to change their yeah. strategy. Like that is one thing that's been kind of cool about watching soccer. And like, I mean, I've watched this before. Like I'm not entirely fucking new to the sport, but like on the world cup, it's an entirely different level. And I didn't really watch it as much as like the last time I actually sat and paid attention and watched more than like five world cup teams was like, 2002? No. Two? Is that early 2000s? That was a World Cup. Okay, so yeah, that sounds about right. And because I had just gotten back from a trip to Belgium where everybody was like, soccer all the time. And oh, damn. Yeah. So, like, you get into it a little bit. But, um, yeah, that's why, like, I think it's. With football, like, you stop every single play and you strategize and you set and it's, like, you're continually, like, resetting your strategy with this. I mean, it sounds more like – I mean, you, you do that also in soccer, but just not to as nitty-gritty of detail level. I guess, yeah. yeah. I, I think the common misconception, like, with all sports, too, is that uh, a lot of fans think – if you make the right play call at any given moment, um, you know, based on what the defense and they, they make the wrong play call, it's guaranteed to work. That's never yeah. the case. It is a hundred percent. Never the case. It's always a percentage game, no matter what you're, you're just trying to make it. So that way you have the best chance to do the best. Exactly. But you and never, you never like get it. Sometimes you can make the absolute right play call, still foul him, and somehow Odell still catches it one-handed. Exactly. <laughs> yes, precisely. Well, I, I think soccer is most like that, too, because like, you, know, you talk to fan, fans of, of soccer, that they won't talk about the goals necessarily. They'll talk about the shots on goal. Yep. And shots on goal, just you know, the higher shots on goal, the more likely you are to convert one of them. Yeah. Yep. Or hopefully more, but... Well, I think so. Well, my my big thing with with VAR, where I say you're you're changing it, you're making it different, is like I really wish that they would have spent more time ironing this out before they they deployed it. Because while I think if it is a penalty, in let's say it's it's objectively a penalty, and we know it is, and it isn't called, and VAR comes in and overturns it. 75% of the time. Well, is that better than getting it wrong 100% of the time? If everybody's on the same playing field that it's going to be that 100%, is that I I think that I I, I think that the thing So you're needs, asking for consistency over accuracy. Yes. And and maybe that's the wrong calculation, but that has been my early feeling about it and as somebody who was i was all for it when they said that they were bringing it in the consistency just hasn't been there for me and i'm afraid that it uh it kind of sullies some moments because mm -hmm. it loses its objectivity is, is the big issue there 
Yeah, and and it's and it's presented as an objective solution. Mm-hmm. So I I just hope that in, you know the next four four years they get it ironed out to the point. Um, you know, maybe maybe if you've got VAR for another four years and you've got a lot more referees and referee organizations who are training with it, we're going to see a much better product. I, I hope so. Um, but the fact that the tournament's starting and, and they're going, yeah, the sideline refs have been told if it's close not to put up their flag just in case the person is on side. And if they are offside, then we'll bring it back in, in video assistant referee. And I'm like, God damn it. What a pressure to put on yourself as a VAR referee. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And it used to be that it would just, and, and there, there's something to be said too about the psychological aspect of it where say the guy is, say the guy is offside and in a standard game, the guy is offside. Okay. And in, (laughs) and in a standard game, it would have been called and the play is just blown dead. Whereas they want them to let him play it out. That, player hits a crazy shot it sails in and then it gets called back because it's offside well now you've affected the the cycle psychology of both teams by just changing the way the game is played and i and i mm-hmm. just i don't know if it's good for sure but Absolutely. i'm also not in a position to do anything about it which is why we just talk about it yeah, we're, we're, we're armchair QBs on crack. Yeah, and I've got a lot of time to think about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what work is, right? That's what I meant. Time, spe- time meant to be spent you... about <laughs> That's all there is to it. I think you're right, though. I mean, that's why every single year, whenever they make rule changes, I mean, with NFL, with college, anything, they have to have, like, in-depth trainings, and it still doesn't guarantee that everything is going to be absolutely Well, and it's crazy that they just made such a big change to the helmet rule in the NFL, and then we lose, like, four veteran refs. Hi, Ed. And... Gene Steratore and there's a couple others. I forget. I'm blanking on their names. Just that's, lo- that's uh, one more than I know. Lo- yeah, I, I I feel like I saw it was like a list of like four well-known referees that are all leaving, and it's just that's going to be an interesting one when you make a giant rule change and then you deplete the field of veteran presences. I mean, I think it's also really, like, again, veteran, but you need some fresh blood in there. Oh, yeah. We're getting Ed Hockley's son. <laughs> awesome. Little Hawk? Little Hawk. Little Hawk. Um, we should all get Little Hawk referee jerseys, fan jerseys. Fan jerseys. We just follow him to every single game that he referees. <laughs> hey, that's that's the an- untapped sports market is fans of the refs. We make a, a referee bracket 
and assign points for every like take away points for not accurate call. Oh wow! Then we have to be the referees. Hmm. Exactly. How much would you love that? Well, I mean, I guess we do that anyways, but typically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think I know enough of like the technicalities to make the call fit that. But I'm just saying. I think I think I'd try and take Will Hawk number one overall. Let's see, current NFL referee. Yeah, I'm I'm far more confident telling a soccer ref he's wrong than a football ref, considering I've been one of them. Yeah. If I ever thought I could be a ref, I, I was I'd be absolutely proven wrong by the actual refs that are on like uh RCFB. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You can throw literally anything at those guys and they will come up with the answer. It, yeah. it's insane. hundred percent. You'll have to send me an example later. Um all right guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it there and I'm gonna splice this in. <laughs> Unless there's anything else. Wait, oh, there is, there is, there is, there is. Oh. Good old rock top. Um, <laughs> no, uh, as of uh, a couple of hours ago, um, the only basketball player from a college in the state of Arizona to win an MVP for the NBA uh, was, became James Harden. Yeah, James Harden, NBA MVP, go Devils! Even though he's kind of a jerk from what I've heard, but uh, uh, some... take that U of A. <laughs> we so have the only NBA MVP in the entire state. Suck it! Yeah, yeah, but U of A has Gronk, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, on a similar vein, involving Harden, uh. The, the last, or uh, yeah, the Supersonic slash OKC Thunder, uh, how it picked three consecutive first round first picks uh, that turned into MVPs. They picked Kevin Durant. Then the next year they picked Russell Westbrook. Then the next year they picked James Harden. All oh, three. Damn it! God so damn it! God damn it! Yep, all oh, three MVPs. Man. Oh, uh, that is classic. Thanks, OKC. Okay, yeah. One and a half of them are supersonics. <laughs> um, All right. A couple of other, a couple of other things though. Uh, before another NBA award related thing. Uh, Bill Russell slipped off the camera on live TV tonight. So nice. in case you're ever exactly, uh, and then he tweeted about it, and his tweet with the picture of the screen grab of him flipping off um, the camera. Well, not the camera. He's looking off to the side. But he tweeted the picture saying, sorry, everyone. I forgot it was live TV. And I can't help myself whenever I see Charles. It is just pure instinct regarding Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> so in case you're ever wondering who the most badass ever is, it's definitely Bill Russell. Um, oh, I love that. Also, that's Congratulations awesome. to Ben Simmons as Rookie of the Year. Sorry to Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz, to all the Utah Jazz fans, including my ex-boyfriend, really wanted to win Rookie of the Year, so I'm pretty happy. 
still don't <laughs> think uh, still don't think Ben Simmons counts as a rookie, but that's fine. Yeah, rookie of the year should have absolutely gone to Jordan Bell. <laughs> I thought Tatum, but that's just me. Did Tatum win a title? Uh, no, no, he did not. Oh, Jordan so. Bell did. Jordan well, Bell did. I was going to say, neither did Ben Simmons. Yep, exactly. One, uh, Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, hmm. Dwayne Casey with the Detroit Pistons coach of the year, which, all right, you know, but also he is the ex Raptors coach. So he got fired from his job where he won coach of the year. And then, like, yes, it's here. And then our boy KD, Kevin Durant, won the community assist board. So, oh, I'm impressed. I didn't realize that anybody watched the NBA awards anymore after they took it off the finals. I mean, I only follow along just because I really appreciate it. Mm. Um, but, and then, I mean, also because I follow basketball somewhat being a Warriors fan. Uh, yeah. And you have a team that can win awards. <laughs> Precisely. But here's here's the quick question. Um, what team loses more wins if you remove a player from them? Houston Rockets um, removing James Harden. Or the Cavaliers removing LeBron James? Cavaliers. Easily. Oh, so 100% how, the Cavaliers. How in the world is James Harden the MVP then? I mean... It's, it's not fun to give it to LeBron every year. Well, that's a stupid reason. <laughs> um, well, first of all, like he had a fucking monster. Monster of a season here. Um, yeah. Like... And just, and just because, you know, they, they're the most valuable to their team, I don't know that that makes them the most valuable player in the league. I know that that sounds weird, but... Uh, yeah. Sure. Well, that, that's a fair, that's a fair argument. Like, I, I still think LeBron's better than James. Oh, yeah. So, but, well, obviously. But, but it's I think Harden had like a like more said, bigger year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Harden led the league in spring. He, he beat LeBron on scoring average um, points-wise. So, like, LeBron's a very well-rounded player. Obviously, he scores a shit ton of points. Um, but Harden still led the league. He had, I think, just over 30 points per game, 30.4 points per game. There we go. Um, yep. helped, the Rocket, helped the Rockets win a franchise record 65 wins, which, I mean, you set a franchise record for your team. Obviously, that helps. Um, just a bit. But, but, I mean, he also played, uh, or no, yes, let's see. LeBron was denied his fifth MVP trophy. He, he'd averaged 27.5 points in career highs of 9.1 assists and 8.6 rebounds. And he played in, well, this is LeBron. He played in all 82 games in a regular season for his career. Yeah. Um, he, he played in 10 extra games. He averaged an extra three plus rebounds. He averaged more assists. He averaged 0.2 more blocks. His field goal percentage was better. His three point percentage was exactly the same. He just had. Yeah, but if we were just looking, if we were just looking at numbers, then why, are, then why would we be, you know, why would there be any pomp and circumstance to it? 
No, I understand, but well, I'm, I'm, but I'm saying even yeah, even talking about his points per game and stuff doesn't doesn't. I don't see that. I don't see it. I just don't see it. Because you, if you just looked at numbers, you'd argue that Jordan Bell wasn't a very good player. I. Yeah. But again, and I'm, I'm not just where, looking at numbers on, but, on LeBron. But that is where, um, I think your point proves itself. As far as you're asking, if you take away a player from their team, um, who scores fewer points? Like the Cavs, in and of themselves, would be completely fucking lost without LeBron because LeBron, like, is on there yelling at his teammates all the time, and he carries that team. Like he is yeah. fully responsible for that team. Whereas, like James Harden, like, as much as it was like tough to see, like you see how he makes the other players on the court good. Like, you see how he passes. You see how he, you know, yes, he is a ball hog to an extent. And he obviously averages so many fucking points because score him. Um, But he does a better job as far as elevating his teammates than LeBron does. LeBron, I think, has that, like, all right, I got to rely on nobody else. Like, I'm the one who can kind of do it. Like, James, like, Harden, he's at least, I think that's kind of what and you can also argue that he could have been it last year, um, James yeah, Harden, but... That's such a hard-on for triple-doubles. Yeah, and I mean, it's... that That's the thing, too, is, like, this is kind of, like, almost a long time coming, in a way, and it's, like, this year, if you're going to pick between James Harden and LeBron James, and, like, I think LeBron won something, like, the play of the year or something, Thing for his last minute buzzer beater over the prayers and seeing whatever it was. Um, or no, not over the Warriors, over the. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> there was, there <laughs> were the several fucking, of them in the, in the. What was the play of the year? He had, like, um, he had like three of them, two or three of them, I think, in the playoffs this year. His. The play of the year. Um. Also, just talking uh, talking talk about numbers. Yeah, just talking about numbers too. Like uh, Kevin Love is not absorbing as many uh, of those stats as Chris Paul is. Like I like Kevin yeah. Love and all that, but he's not going to do as much as Chris uh, as uh, Chris Paul will do. There's just no way, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. Good for James Harden. I'm really just proud because he went to Arizona State, so suck it. <laughs> um, also, whenever you guys get a chance, please look it up and see the suit that he wore, um, which looks like if I, I can't even put words about it. It's like a, a very fashionable cool. cow. I don't know. They're like it's pleather. Like a yeah, it's it, 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 I don't know what it looks like, really. It's something else. Um, it looks like he's going to announce Dolly Parton in Texas. <laughs> but at, like, a really bougie restaurant. Or, um, it's bad. Let's just... Oh. Yeah. So, But anyway, so that happened tonight. Um, also... Sad that my boy Spencer Dinwiddie did not win Most Improved Player of the Year, but if you're going to give it to anybody, I guess giving it to Victor Oladipo is fine. But I really wanted Spencer Dinwiddie. 
because he's my favorite and his mustache is incredible. <laughs> his mustache is better. It's just so porn, not, not even like porn stash It's just like, I, there, there's, some, there's so many inside jokes that I have with my friends about Spencer Dinwiddie's heart or mustache. And anyway, um, yeah, that's, that's what happened today in, in the basketball. James Harden, MVP, helped with the Rockets franchise record number of wins. Um, Her. Yay. Go Devils. Oh, we got. Bear down. So what's uh what's the state we're doing? So I gotta yes. I gotta go to bed. Oh yeah. The state we're doing is um today we are gonna be <laughs> discussing the wonderful state of Tennessee. Rocky Top. You'll always be <laughs> Can you you please just dub in like a solid three minutes of Rocky Top? (laughs) Not even us talking over it, but just the three solid minutes of Rocky Top (laughs) right after Jay says Tennessee, just for my entertainment purposes, because it would. I'm just thinking about it. You'll you'll have to send me what that is. Oh, what? Hold on. I have the greatest video that you're ever going to want to listen to. You will never listen to any other video ever again. And you Wait, know exactly which one's the best. Of this? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> why not? I can think of many reasons why not. <laughs> 28,000 views? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Go Vols. Um, speaking of, uh, Peyton Go Manning Vols. was a proud product of the University of Tennessee. Good old Rocky Top. That's true. And while at that university, he dropped his testicles on a trainer's face. Allegedly. Tennessee facts. Good old Rocky Top. Uh, there's a place in Tennessee called Dollywood. Good old Rocky Top. Yes. Yeah. So he, My mom's been there. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. So Dolly Parton, and I actually, I don't know if, I'm probably gonna have to look this up to fact check it. Um, but... Dolly Parton had originally been approached by Elvis Presley um, to collaborate on I Will Always Love You, um, slash she wrote it and to he wanted to um, sell the rights to Elvis because he Elvis wanted to cover the song. And Dolly, being like fucking OG of women's rights in the entertainment industry, like even though she absolutely loved Elvis and was a, a huge fan, told him no. She told Elvis Presley, like, no, I don't want you to cover this song and for it to be something that it's not, like, because okay. she wrote it for a specific purpose. And like, it was one of the greatest like decisions of her career because then she ended up making like hella bank on it. But um, yeah, she like she literally told Elvis, like, look, I appreciate you. Um, 
but it's in my publishing company and I can't give you the money that you want, even though everybody else is doing my song. So, uh, and then she went on and she made Hella Bank and now she has Dollywood, which is like awesome. Good old Rocky Top. <laughs> that's, that's interesting because like the also only things notable. I know about Dolly Parton are cosmetic. Oh, well, yes. I mean, that's a whole other... I don't know anything else about her. Oh, and that she is somehow either fake or real related to Miley Cyrus. I can't really tell. Uh, it is her godmother. Dolly Parton is Miley's godmother. So, so not really a relation, real. but yeah. Yes. Well. Es- essentially. Spiritually. Yes. Good old Rocky Top. Um, we could just do Dolly Parton facts uh, for the whole entire Tennessee <laughs> segment, but I'll hold off on that. I, I, got, I, got, I got another one. Since we were talking about the University of Tennessee, uh, one of their notable alumni, alum, alumni? alumni now is... Uh, I think it's alumni. No, alumni, alumni is for, um, different gen- genders. So if you're referring what? to all alumni, it's alumni. But if it's only a female group of alumni, it's alumni, which is A-L-U-M-N-A-E. And that's only if the group solely consists of females. Huh. Okay. Good old Rocky Top. <laughs> um, speaking of the uh, University of Tennessee, one of their notable alumnicities is uh, Tennis Sandgren, tennis from Tennessee, who is a professional tennis player. Good old Rocky Top. Tennis oh, from Tennessee, who went to University of Tennessee become a Tennessee tennis player. What if his name was Tennis and he was from Tennessee, but he was blind? Tennis no see. <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was trying to figure it out. It's like, there's a puzzle here. <laughs> My roommates probably think I'm absolutely insane. This is why they don't talk to me. Good old Rocky Tap. They are right. <laughs> you are insane. Say, Tess doesn't think it. She knows it. Uh, did you know that Tennessee is the home of the largest freshwater aquarium? Good old Rocky Tap. I did not know that. I would have thought it would have been uh, Georgia. Oh, no, freshwater. Because yeah. Georgia has the Atlanta whatever aquarium with whale sharks in it. But I think that's only saltwater, so I guess... Tennessee has the beat with the freshwater. <laughs> yep, true, I think so. Did you know that there is a city in Tennessee that is named after yes. Johnny Knoxville? <laughs> is it Knoxville? Yeah. No, it's oh. Johnny, Tennessee. <laughs> Good old Rocky Tap. Good. No, it's ow, I ruptured my testicles, Tennessee. <laughs> Uh, speaking of rupturing your testicles, this did you can't know go that anywhere good? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to hear the end of this one. We got more stats about Tennessee. <laughs> Jack Daniel, the founder, a uh, creator of Tennessee whiskey, died after he angrily kicked a safe and hurt his toe, which led to a blood infection that killed him. Jesus Christ! Wow, safe is a really uh, ironic name in that one. <laughs> Good old Rocky Top. There are more horses per capita in Shelby County 
than any other county in the United States. Good old Rocky Top. Tennessee. Well, um, this is the moment where we uh, we threw out an advertisement. Uh, if you've been listening to this podcast and you really enjoy it, then uh, you might want to check out an SEC country podcast called the Tennessee Podcast. I hope they're listening. Most recent one is uh, Chase on it QB. Will Jarrett Guarantano hold starting job? That sounds riveting. Go Bulls. That podcast is the only 10 I see. Oh, God. Yikes. Good, Good old Rocky Top. Oh, that one hurt. <laughs> Oh, that uh, was a low. I guarantee you, you won't get gems like that on the Tennessee podcast. <laughs> Everyone's just like, I hope not. <laughs> Everyone stopped listening a while ago, let's be honest. Wait. They stopped listening earlier than when Tennessee was the second highest state to pledge troops better to see in the Civil War. Good old Rocky Top. Making them the volunteer state. Which, uh. But if they stopped listening a long time ago, they wouldn't hear our ad and we won't get paid. <laughs> Come on, Tennessee podcast. Throw a little cheddar our way. You can't tell me that we're amateurs. That one's not going to fly anymore. I know, especially with this new segment. We should actually <laughs> throw a, we should have thrown a, an out for Tennessee whiskey for Jack Daniels. They could just send us cases of free booze. We still can. Hey, Tennessee whiskey, people, Jack Daniels, etc. We, we won't, we won't, we won't discriminate. Evan Williams or whoever else makes that stuff. Um, or, or it's a, the guy who um, apparently outlawed catching a fish with a lasso. Good old Rocky Top, because hey, that's illegal to do in Tennessee. To be honest, we'll take Canada whiskey. Just. <laughs> Jack Less Daniels guess. whiskey. It whips the llama's ass. Oh God! <laughs> what does that that's even my mean? contribution to the ad. <laughs> yeah, that's the old Winamp ad. Uh, Y'all never no. use Winamp? Yeah, so people go and drink Jack Daniels and then leave a review on Yelp or something and tell them that we sent you that way so that they can find out who the fuck we are and send us free whiskey. Damn, this house is only like send 200 the, Send them my banking information. I'll leave it in the comments when we put this on Twitter. I'll give you yes. my routing number and all that. If you could just uh, get them to send us money through that, that'd be great. Thanks. You know, so. actually, Venmo probably works better. We can do Zelle if they PayPal. want. But No, I'll just give my bank account. It's fine. Give my banking, my routing, my PIN number, so that way if they want to make direct deposits, they can do it that way. You know, I try to be need available. your social security number to verify. That's true. Got to get that in there. Also, what's your mother's maiden name? Yeah. What What was the name <laughs> of your first school teacher? What was the name of your first pet? Yeah. What's your favorite book? Your stripper name would be blank. Just Just Jay. Bob White is my <laughs> name. By that old rule of the, your first pet and the street you oh, yeah. grew up on. Chemo Bob White. Sounds oh, great, doesn't God. it? God. <laughs> All right. Tigger Lee. Oh, God.
Okay, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta change that name. <laughs> change every fact about yourself. Don't, don't worry. I actually grew up on Lee Court, so it's Tigger Lee Court. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage. I'm not saying that. I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> <laughs>